Hello and welcome to the Possibility Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Knight. This is Session 9, a view of the world from the eyes of 17-year-old Elena Antoine. Elena is a local change maker with a lot of big ideas and a lot of big feelings about climate change, what this means for her, what this means for her family, what this means for all of us. This interview is a challenge, a plea, a wake-up call, and a huge inspiration. Elena will speak to your mind and to your heart. Her message is important, and I encourage you to listen with all ears. Today, I'm really fortunate to have with me Elena Antoine. Elena is 17. She's in grade 12. She attends my son's high school, and it was through him that I got to know her very recently. Elena is taking a lead locally. She is moving into figuring out how she can support our climate crisis or avoiding an ultimate climate crisis. She's got so many great ideas. She's got a ton of passion. She's got a lot of feeling and she is taking action. So thank you so much for joining me, Elena. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say. I'm excited, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Elena, can you, I know that you have told me uh, before a little bit about what you're doing, um, but can you tell me again about some of the projects that you have recently taken on and even a little bit about the, the meeting that you just had that you let me sit in on? Oh, um, so I'm currently, I guess, running a small climate change group. Um, I'm hoping to get it uh, legitimized as a NPO in the summer. Um, it's called Earth Law. I do have a website um, to go along with it. Um, it's right now what we're trying to do is influence um, politics and create goals that change bylaws in and around Kingston so that um, we may provide more um, environmental protections. I'm also working with um, several other organizations to create different programs, hopefully to implement within the next year, um, so we can get more people involved and in action. Elena, you have some pretty big visions and ideas. Can you tell me when this started for you? When did you start caring about the world beyond your immediate existence? And how did that, how did that start for you? Um, so it, it really started actually when I was, um, very little where my dad introduced me to, um, the leader of Plenty Canada, Larry McDermott, and he's actually a very good, um, family friend, but, um, growing up, I guess, part indigenous, my dad always wanted to introduce me to the culture. And part of that and part of the belief is, um, I guess, technically environmental stewardship, or even just understanding that, I'm a part of something a lot bigger than myself. A lot of these, um, I guess these kind of tendencies that were put into me when I was little, um, they kind of happened to sort of go get to, I guess, the point where it started to turn into action or turn into thinking about things, turning into belief when I, um, turned 13 years old and I picked up a, um, a f book on philosophy and then I found Adbusters magazines and I sort of learned about the movement behind everything, not just something like Greenpeace, but like 
understanding um, where a lot of like our problems come from. So in your opinion, where do our problems come from? Um, I think it's a, like, there's a ton of factors. A lot of, um, I think our problems really do come from either a lack of action, which is laziness and entitlement to our environment and thinking that we are going to live forever or that while climate change may happen, it will never affect us while it will affect us it's going to shorten our, our lifespans it's it's going to bring about unimaginable suffering for all of us um but i think another um sort of factor in climate change is also um this culture we have around consumerism and this um idea that we we kind of found a loophole where we can think that we're doing good by complaining about climate change instead of um, actually like taking action on it in the same way that we can talk about like how we want to make all this change but in the grand scheme of things will we actually do it no of course we won't that's quite a powerful few sentences that you just said this said there. I mean, you started off with this, the position that you feel like we are in right now of general uh, laziness and entitlement and lack of action and using actually um, knowledge and our ability to talk about stuff as an excuse to not actually do something about it. Yeah, so sort of like just kind of finding like I guess a loophole like I said before in apathy a lot of it is apathy a lot of it is also fear um I don't know like the economy for example is used a lot to shut down arguments about going towards renewables and I understand where that um argument really comes from because a lot of people are are employed in the oil and gas industry and a lot of people care about their families and about their income and about how are they going to make it to the next day however climate change is something that is not short term it's long term it's not about what's going to happen tomorrow it's what's going to happen in 10 years and 15 years and we've created this idea that we we can't act because we might not have as much as we do today um, for tomorrow. And I think that's a big problem. I, I understand why um, people may not um, want to not necessarily support climate, like the fight against climate change, but maybe act against it because it may be acting against their own job and livelihood. So I understand where that comes from. You also touched on the the reality that climate change is affecting our lives and is going to affect the quality of your life and your possibly your lifespan. That's also a big thing to say. It's something that um, I feel from my son, and he has a very hard time talking about it because um, he gets understandably emotional quite quickly. How does that make you feel? I mean, in some of your words, you know, when we've spoken before, your emotions are pretty close to the surface. Yeah. Um, I could hear things starting to come through as you were speaking now. So what what is some of what you're feeling right now? It's, um, it's a big uh, a hurricane, I guess, of just emotion. So a lot of it is just a ton of fury, very, very much so. I'm pissed off about a lot of things. Sorry, sorry for the cursing. 
but um there's a lot of sadness too and a lot of just not necessarily despair because I'm acting against something so I don't feel as much despair because I'm not inactive but it's this I guess almost like future-based grief because not only will my lifespan likely be shortened I might end up shortening it myself just because I don't want to see suffering and I don't want to live a life that is pointless. I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear what you implied there. Um, it's very hard for me to not feel emotional with you sharing that, that at 17 years old, so full of life and promise and intelligence and possibility, that one of the possibilities that you're considering is that at some point you may actually consider ending your own life if suffering um, becomes too great. Mm -hmm. That's, did I, did I understand you right? Yeah, so <laughs> my, um, sorry. Um, so my own reasoning for even fighting against climate change is because of all of these emotions and it's not even about my own suffering because I I have started considering like if I turn 60 and I don't see any action I might just end my life because I don't want to live in a world like that but I also don't want to see my family go through that type of suffering, like, it's my main reason for fighting against climate change is because I don't want to see my family die like that. I, I, I don't want to see them die in general, but I don't want, if, I would want them, oh jeez. I would want them to die so that they're in a safe place, that they're comfortable, that they're warm, that they're surrounded by their loved ones. I don't want them to die in in pain or in suffering or, say, in a war that may happen over natural resources or from an outbreak of diseases that's happened because climate change has allowed for diseases to spread up into more northern provinces. I don't want to see that i don't want to feel that i and people are already feeling that people across the world people across the sea feel it and i think it's just selfish to not even feel that for them or even to not feel that about the people you love or even to feel it about yourself i i know from speaking to you before that you're the eldest child yeah. how many siblings do you have I have three, so one of them is 13, um, the next, she's seven, and then my youngest brother is three years old, going on four, and he's, yeah, about to enter kindergarten. You know that you can um, feel so deeply and acknowledge your feelings and allow for your feelings to um, act as a force to push you into action is something that we all need to do and something that we're not doing. And I mean, these are, you are an eldest sibling. You've got three 
little brothers and sisters. There are plenty of parents out there with kids who somehow manage to, if they feel, to shut off from their feelings. If they manage to feel their feelings and not shut them off, they manage to shut off taking action. What do you think the difference is? How can you and other people your age sit and feel it all and use your feelings the way that they're supposed to be felt while so many people my age manage to shut down that process somewhere along the way? What Have you thought about it? What's the difference? Um, I think like a lot of adults are really shut down by this fear that they won't be able to, um, I guess, even provide for their family or something like that. So they may feel the fears and the stressors of a modern um, daily life where they're worrying about their job, about their mortgage, about things that are really tangible, things that we can imagine. And I think we're so um, deeply ingrained into this short-term thinking culture, this this um very consumerist and materialistic culture that um we've kind of we've really gone off the rails and we we're really putting a lot of um pressure on our young people now to um kind of take action and that's even going back to laziness going back to feeling apathy for it we really the young young people like me people who are younger, even Greta Thunberg, kids who are 14 and 13 years old, should not be taking on the weight of something so massive. You are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It, it shouldn't be yours to take on. And this, you know, what I I think is the a great possibility is to use what you guys have your incredible energy and your ability to express yourselves as the force that drives us to to actually face reality and i haven't heard it expressed like that before i thought it was really you know this yeah we are are addicted to i don't know our short-term thinking culture it's because it's what supports this this lifestyle that we're so attached to and i guess at your age you have not become so embedded in that short-term mentality which i think is is really helpful for keeping you focused on what actually really matters right now but you're absolutely right. It's not your job. It shouldn't be left up to you. We we shouldn't be using what we see right now, which is your incredible energy and and proactivity as another excuse to wash our hands of it and say, "Oh yeah, well, they're taking they're taking care of things." What would you like to see happen if you could affect people locally? What would you like to see happen amongst the, 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 the leaders, the change makers, the politicians, the people? I know that you strive to, to be in that position, but you're still 17 years old. What would you like to see happening with the people who are in those positions now? Um, I would like to see action for once and less talk. Like, I can't afford to think in the short term, and neither can they, because 
like it or not, we're really in this together and we're all going to suffer together, maybe at to different levels, but it's nonetheless, it's going to cause chaos and hell beyond imagine. I'd like to see politicians own up to their shit for once. You know, I see a lot of talk between conservatives and liberals and Green Party members and NDP party leaders talking about how they're going to do this during their campaign and then never really putting into effect laws about the environment. There is some hope I do have with something like Bill C-69 where we've started inc- like slowing down the process of oil companies, um, their, their ability to um, make any sort of plans or even put any of their plans into action. So I would like to see a lot of legislative changes. I'd like to see um, people working actually towards the environment. I'd like to see um, people like taking indigenous perspectives seriously for once because that term is thrown around a lot and none of it is done right. I'd like to see um, maybe rights put in for the earth, or I'd like to see even um, propaganda be put in to scare people into action, or even force people into action, because at this point I don't think we can really be democratic anymore because people are not willing to change, so now we have to force them to change. I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier. It came up. Elena invited me to sit in on a meeting she was having with um, a couple of of friends who are uh, feeling equally as distressed and motivated to take action in some kind of way. And there were lots of great ideas going around. And the, the one thing that came up was this. Um, yeah, we are no longer in a position of asking people to do things. You know, this is how do we, how do we now face the hard reality that, you know, maybe trying to be nice about it. Would you please do this? Would you please consider that? We no longer have the luxury of time and that, that maybe we are in that position now of, of using tools to engage people, either hit their wallets or hit their hearts, hit, hit them emotionally to get them to take action. And I think that, um, this can, from an adult, <laughs> might have sounded like kind of a, 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 a cruel way to put things. But given what you have already expressed right now, and your incredible connection and passion and the place that you come from on these things, I think it's very, very clear this is not a, uh, a harsh or cruel uh, measure that you are proposing, but one actually that is ultimately the most love filled because clearly we need somebody to tell us <laughs> what to do and how to do it, or we're just walking ourselves off a cliff. Yeah, so I think it's really in the long term, it's the most humane, like it's going to drag us through hell right now but in the end what it's going to do is it's going to lower the effects of climate change so it's going to reduce the amount of suffering that people go through for us for our children for their children for the next seven generations i mean i think i'm i'm not the biggest fan of winston churchill but he did say if you're going through hell keep going so i think like while i 
would love for us to be democratic and for us to make these choices and for us to have the freedom to choose a future where we are safe and to choose a future where we may suffer but we will never suffer so completely and horribly that we would want to kill ourselves because of it. I think, like I, I said before in the meeting, um, we need to start being more Machiavellian about it. We need to start taking drastic action at a very um, quick pace because we have 11 years left until um, we can no longer uh, slow down the effects of climate change until we can no longer um, reach our Paris goals to um, get the global climate to raise only a degree and a half, which is huge, by the way, but it's less impactful than, say, two degrees even. You're absolutely right. And so sitting across from you, it's um, pretty hard to not be affected by you. Um, I, of course, I have a 17-year-old son. I worry about his future. I care very much about his health and his well-being and his happiness. But I fall into that category of people that is, um, can be a little bit short-term fixated. And it's very easy for me to find excuses to, to, to split off. And what I really want to do right now, and what I hope anybody that's listening um, will do, is use what your emotion is doing in me and in my heart to ignite that flame of action. Because what I can feel in you is that your life depends on this, but that to you, even more importantly, and this is an unbelievable burden, uh, the lives of your siblings depend on this. Mm-hmm. And that is um, a huge gift. It's one that if, would I rather not receive it? Well, short-term me says, yeah, I would rather stick to my happy sunshine Saturday. But long-term me that uh, knows there's something much, much bigger at stake is really happy to receive this gift from you today. Um, so thank you for that. Um, where I would love to finish, because in the few conversations that we've had, not only have you gifted me with some of your your sharing, some of your feelings, and some of your some of your struggles, and some of your some of your anger too, that's come across, which is another like kick up the behind for me but also some of your ideas some of your vision some of some of where you want to go in your life so can you tell me what you're what you're moving into you're going on to study and can you tell me where where you see yourself and 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 what you want to do bring more of to the world as you move out into thinking about having a having a having a career um so yeah so i'm going into uh, the university of ottawa for um a double major in history and poli sci and i'm sort of like i guess my future goals is to become completely and utterly engaged in politics and to become a politician or a lobbyist who may be one day powerful enough to like be able to influence laws at the 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 beck and call of my hand
can do really what any politician does is further my own agenda. So that agenda being environmental causes, being climate change, being sustainability, being human human and indigenous rights, um, things like that, um, I would like to have the power to um, make an impact on and change. And it's, it's tough right now because I'm 17 and I'm little, so... I'm, that's really what I'm holding out hope for. Elena, it's um, an agenda that is uh, the only one <laughs> that I would support. <clears throat> and I think, I hope increasingly that that's the same for, for other people as we try to get our priorities straight. And I want to try to refrain from being too too excited by what you just shared, because then I run the risk of like, ah, she's going to fix it which is absolutely not the message that Elena is trying to get across here. She is not going to fix this, nor are any of the other young people that we would like to hang that burden on. We are all in this together, and it is up to every single one of us. Uh, one of us. We need to fix this, especially if you listening right now are not 17 years old, but you're 27 years old or 37 years old or 47 years old. The way the world works, you hold more power, fortunately or unfortunately, than do most of our young people right now. So do what you can. Get up off your butt. Get out of laziness. Get out of entitlement. Get out of apathy. Get out of waiting for Elena and her friends and her peers to fix this for us. And let's do this. And let's create something that when she is out there, she can roll in right alongside us. That we're not sitting there six years time. Nothing's happened. And there's Elena finishing university out there along with her peers making shit happen because we didn't do it. So Elena, can you tell me also about what you are doing right now and what your future plans are for for the website that you're starting and for the local group that you're that you're getting together? So right now I'm working with my uh, little group of people but also um, multiple other organizations to create a um, an education program. That will essentially um, get people that are young to people that are old um, involved with climate change and actually um, get them into action instead of just having information. Like there's a huge amount of misinformation about climate change out there, but there's an even greater um, amount of inaction. So the point of this um, education program is to teach people how to gain action and then organizing these people so that we may um, influence lawmakers and legislators and law firms so that maybe we could even pull a lawsuit against the government or against um, some Canadian-based oil companies to let them know or that we are willing to fight against them or to even unite people under a single cause to give people hope. Can Where can people find out more? What's your website? Um, so the website is called Hopeful Youth 2019 um, Earth Law Students for Climate. Um, it's a Wix website and it 
would be really it, it's tougher to um find on google right now because i'm i i have to raise money to buy more domain but um do you, could i like post the link or something like Absolutely. that yeah yeah awesome yeah so the link i guess will be posted to this website and um we'll get that started uh it is currently it's really small and i it's it's just been tough finding a balance between schoolwork and um designing the website so it's still um in the rough but i'm hope hoping for the future um that eventually i get it running more smoothly thank you elena so much for what you shared today and how you shared so heartfelt i'm absolutely on your team and have your back um and i'm really 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 grateful uh for you and for everyone like you thank you thank you it's been an honor really and thank you for listening And until next time, I hope that Elena's message has inspired you in the way that it has inspired me to take action, more action, whatever action we can take. We no longer have the luxury of pleading ignorance. And maybe, just maybe, as we all wake up together and allow ourselves to be guided by the energy and passion and possibility of these young people, we can step into all that we are truly capable of being.